0: Thank you for calling Goodville and German Mutual. Our operator is currently busy. Please hold and your call will be answered in the order it was received. Thank you for calling Goodville and German Mutual. This is Wendell. May I direct your call?
1: Yeah, can I speak to Nate, please?
0: Okay. And may I tell him who's calling, please?
1: It's Joey Gingola.
0: Okay, one moment, please. Thank you. Hello, this is Nathaniel. How can I help you?
1: Hey, it's Joey Gingola.
0: Yes, how are you?
1: Good. How are you doing, sir?
0: Good. What can I do for you? This is insurance
1: in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Gingola.
0: Yeah, I hear that all the time. And the thing is, for us to underwrite even an auto risk, I mean, if you're going to look at a commoditized one, you might as well go to a direct writer. So, the, you know, the independent agents and the carriers are offering unique products and services that are going to cater to groups of people. We need to be able to communicate that through the management system and the portals, the comparative rating portals, in order to then get a more accurate rate on what type of appetite and rate we want.
1: We're going to try and let that... You're going to want to go to a direct writer if it's a commoditized auto risk comment. Go by Nate. But that was Nate Wadey, uh, the IT specialist at Goodville Mutual. And uh, this is going to be a little bit of a confusing episode as you hear Nate talk about, you know, their perception of of how they want to get rates and who they think should be getting rates for them. Um, you know, while you might have, you know, a little hostility built up after hearing that, I don't know that he's right or wrong right now. Are we set up to handle this commodity? Can we can we make it work or do we need more? You know, this is maybe a, a .20 version of the, the, <clears throat> the conversation we had last time with Nate talking about inventing the system, you know, is if somebody invents the system for us. And are we just not getting the tools that we ultimately need to compete with those direct riders? What does it take? What's holding us back from having that happen? Is it our fault? If it's not our fault, whose fault is it? Uh, but really, what do we need to do as an industry to put these systems in place?
0: I realize that there's a big effort within the vendors to try to monetize that Uh, But I do think that we're running into a challenge where the vendor's monetization goals conflict with the agent's real need to have a one-entry system for all the carriers.
1: Just when you're ready to dangle Nate by his feet from the edge of a balcony ledge, he goes and totally redeems himself with a statement like that. He doesn't think that the vendors, in this case I think we're talking about agency management systems, don't have it in our best interest to create this one-entry system. Now, think about that for a second. I've honestly been wrapping my brain around these two comments that we've already heard from Nate and two more that we're going to hear for longer than I have of any other show that I've put together. And I don't know what it is about this that has me so confused. Maybe it's just the day. Maybe I didn't sleep enough. But the the idea that... People haven't figured out or they're not doing something in our best interest because, I don't know, I think maybe we'll get to that later on in the show, but it, it kind of upsets you, especially when, you know, we're being put at a disadvantage against, again, those direct writers to manage that commodity business. Now, obviously, it's a question, do we want that commodity business or not? It's always, you know, there's always there's always a, a one side. And there's another opposite side, terrible way to say it. But, you know, just because, you know, we may or may not be equipped to handle a commodity business doesn't mean that we can or should. If we want to be, then we're obviously going to need something to make it happen. Whether that's being a direct writer or not, I don't know. You know I mean? It's just, there's always a flip side, right? And it's whatever's on the flip side is based on your overall intention on how you're going to get this thing done. And the challenge here with, Things not being set up with our best interest and this one entry system that Nate speaks of, the politics and the business surrounding this one entry system is a system that I am still amazed that does not exist today, currently in 2016. I mean, we're close, a little bit, kind of, sort of, but not really, and I think there are other places, and you know, we've talked about this, you know, there's other places that are, that is their only goal is to have this one entry system, but it's not necessarily for a bunch of different companies. It's only for a few innovating companies. And, you know, at least the way Nate views it is that this one entry system can happen and should happen. And there really isn't any reason for it not to happen through our management systems. And it's just a matter of, can these vendors, Find a way to properly monetize it. Now, obviously, everyone's in business to make money. I'm not going to fault anyone for trying to do something that is profitable, that is better for their business to innovate. But if they're not doing it fast enough because they can't figure out a way, maybe then that's I guess that's just saying that we don't have good enough vendors that's harsh words. I don't know that that's entirely true. And again, like I said, I've listened to Nate's comments here, and I'm still trying to make sense of them. All I know is is that there's us, meaning the independent agents. There's them, the carriers, and the information that they need to make all this happen. And then there's the vendors, the, the QQ solutions of the world, the easy links, the applied, the vertifors, uh, the AMS 360s. All of those guys need something else entirely. And until we can all sit here and look each other in the eye at the same time and, and figure all of that out and say, listen, this is how it's going to be, I think we're going to keep having these problems for a while. And that's kind of where I hope to be sooner rather than later.
0: And, and really from a carrier's perspective, at least from my opinion, whether or not every, every carrier shares the same viewpoint, but we just need to know, about the risk as completely in order to rate it um, appropriately and give it the, you know. So it, whether it's entered in through our website or whether it's entered in through a management system, through a data feed, or I'm working with uh, a court or court is working at trying to create some of these newer transactions so that the agents can actually do some of those things uh, that the direct writers are doing through the agent portals.
1: Sweet mother of baby Jesus, why would we not want to have the ability to do something that a direct writer can do? I mean, I don't know. I mean, first of all, I don't, I've do not i never been a direct writer, so I honestly don't know what they can do. I'm not fully aware of their superpowers. Uh, Nate speaks of them as if they are a mythical being of some sorts, which makes me a little bit nervous, but I don't know that I've ever really noticed them taking money off of my table, per se. Um, however... I don't understand. I mean, now again, let's, let's go back to this one entry system idea is that direct writers, that's all they have is just their one system, one company, they're direct for one company. So they only have a, a one entry system for one company. It's, we need a one entry system for multiple companies. And that's what I think the problem is. And again, we have to keep in mind that, they're just interested in knowing. This is again Goodview Mutual's point of view. They're just interested, or I should say Nate's point of view, as it's you know kind of seen from his window of Goodview Mutual. I'm not saying that he represents you know Goodview Mutual in any way. His opinions are his own, so on and so forth, all that fancy stuff. The point is, is that uh, <laughs> that they need to stand out. They've got to do something, as they say, different. I didn't include this clip in the show, but in a previous clip, Nate talked about you know, how they sometimes lose their uniqueness in these systems. You know, a a generic auto accord form, auto app auto accord form is just what it is. You really don't have much of an opportunity to stand out. And, you know, when companies try and stand out, then that breaks the standardization. And then that creates this domino effect of, of where we're trying to get to this one entry system where, you know, their individuality, their uniqueness makes it harder for us to do our job or maybe it makes our job possible in some ways I guess um, but again if we are solely relying on the fact that we're just able to you know keep track of a you know few more horses than the next guy again technology has proven to extinguish that time and time again through industry over industry over industry that will only become less and less a position for us to hold or a reason to say that we have added value. So I would not, you know, really, I don't really take any value in that. I don't walk away from that feeling happy or excited that, that just because we're able to, you know, keep a few different companies in our head that we're going to somehow stick around for the long haul. I am however excited about the opportunity of, of leveraging that, unbiased expertise of being close to an industry and seeing it from a uh, from an angle that you only get to see it from our side when you're not doing it every day and to be able to then translate that in support of this one entry system and this one education system and and if we can create that then i think we have a, a little bit better of a chance the only problem is is that if we do create it and there are a few of us that are really successful with it then there's just not going to be a whole lot of a need for most of us, sadly. At least that's the way I see it. I know I've I've shared my doom and gloom outlook on the industry several times. I could be wrong, but that's just the way it is.
0: I don't I don't think that the vendors actually have all the products there yet. I know that they're trying and they're starting to think of ideas like that, but there's there's too much tie-in right now to revenue streams and income generation that they're actually not focusing on what the agent's need is. So I keep running that within our area.
1: See, told you, not making it up. It's too tied into how are they going to make money off of it. And and is that, again, so this is, I think the the closest example we can get to this is like, Running the MVR reports and the clear reports when we're doing a, a, an auto quote, you know, we've got to pay for those. And now I don't, you know, I mean they charge for those reports, but I mean they're just looking for ways to 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 make it profitable. But at the same time, it becomes unprofitable for us to go after that business. So then this is where the whole economy of scale thing comes into play. Where if we can't do it enough, we're not going to do it at all. And it's a kind of a weird winding ridiculously violent black hole that i kind of see swirling around at this point of are we ever going to escape it because i don't i don't think it's fair of us to ask those vendors to just put out charity for us and say this and we're just going to do this out of the kindness of our heart but at the same time they need to be offering and putting forth a product that is innovative is always nice, but I mean, relevant and useful for today's customer experience, period, right? That's the only thing that I think we should hold them to. And if that is not being met and if there is somebody else that can do it again, back to the, well, if somebody else hasn't figured it out yet, we just got to wait for the first person that does or hope somebody else comes into the space and does. But. You know, them just being too concerned about tying it to revenue models that, again, may exploit it and may not make it overall practical for us to actually use them. But at the end of the day, just like it is a lot of the times, it's kind of our fault.
0: You know, you start trying to invent these transactional things through either you know, charging the carrier and a transaction fee or charging the agent on that other side. And agents, you know, have a thing in this too, is that they're they're very used to the tools that they have been using for so many years. You know, they're not really motivated to move into uh, or are not asking for some of the tools that they need to actually do some of these more streamlined processes.
1: Allow me to try and translate that. But basically what Nate just said is that we are stuck in our ways, we don't want to change, and we don't even know what we need to ask for. Again, we talked about this on another show. We don't even know what we need to be asking for from these vendors and or carriers uh, to the fact that they have zero motivation to actually go out of their way and provide that for us, even though there are a few of us like Nate who is actively trying to improve it just because we're probably going to need to, and it's better to be prepared than not. But let's be honest. I mean, if Nate and I were in a bar by ourselves, I mean, I don't know what would happen. I'd be asking that dude up to my room because like he's putting together, he's putting, he's telling me something that I want to hear, right? I would be saying, dude, this is awesome. I know that I need to have this. I'm pretty sure that every one of us that are listening to this need to have this. And I would definitely be asking for it. I don't know if you're one of those people or not, but I would definitely be not entirely sure of what would happen if Nate and I were you know, hanging out after hours because that dude is is always telling me something that I think needs to be happening right now. And so there you have it. That's the perfect storm of everything that that is preventing this one entry system from happening. You, you take into the fact that you've got to get three to four different segments of the industry on the same page all at once, and then... One of one or two of those pages need to figure out how they're going to pay for it. And then at the same time, the other two pages, my analogies are terrible, don't even know or or realize that they need it. I mean, it's just a recipe for nothing to happen. It's not even a recipe. I mean, there are, I mean, whatever it is, I don't know. It's just, it's where we are today. Nothing happening. We are not close to a one entry system that is the reality that based on those facts. Now maybe if you listen to this and and you know another agent and you have them listen to this and they become aware of the hey, we just need to put in information once and let it go to everybody and that's it right No questions asked just let's this needs to be faster, it needs to be more accurate. And yes, each carrier needs to care about their information, but we also need to care about, you're getting that information and doing and delivering it fast, right? Like we have to be able to get the information. We're, if, if we don't get it for them, they're not going to get it. Now, obviously there's other channels. Don't don't go there. But if, you know, we're a pretty big channel for a lot of these companies, these carriers. If we don't get that information, it's irrelevant. It's useless. It doesn't matter what extra special super secret information they want for their policies. If we can't get it and we can't get it fast enough through this quoting process and do it accurately enough it's not going to matter. And that's why we need to try harder. We need to push harder and demand request, ask politely for the one entry system. And we need to hold each person accountable in this kind of supply chain to make sure that it happens like now. here's one thing you can do right now and that's go to growprogram.com free to get your free grow membership and that essentially means you're going to have access to like 40 videos teaching you how to do some of this stuff and use some of the technology that is currently available to make these systems better to make your systems better and they're taught by people like myself jason cass ryan hanley brent kelly and again free videos just for you to learn and actually get better as an agent that's all I want you to do. Growprogram.com slash free to make that happen and get your free Grow membership. After you've done that, and if you decide that you really want to take things to the next level, and you want to come meet me, Jason Cass, and a bunch of other awesome agents uh, in Chicago on September 8th, well then look out for the Grow Laboratory as you can go to Grow program.com slash grow hyphen laboratory terrible url but deal with it grow program.com slash grow hyphen laboratory and you can sign up if you are a free member or a paid member doesn't matter to attend the grow laboratory in chicago live one day event where we're going to really cram a bunch of awesome stuff have you walk away with your own brand new system and process to double down on your strengths and forget your weaknesses so your one two punch right now growprogram.com free get your free membership and then if you really 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 want to get serious i want to see you in chicago on september the 8th for the first ever grow laboratory